Hello and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with your hosts, Kirk and Kevin Weber. This is the show for fans of Apple Gaming and Sports. On this episode, we discuss new app purchases, Apago baseball, golf, and football. And we interview longtime Apple Gamer and new TGA golf champion Ron Emch. Please join us now on Double Take, an Apple Gaming podcast. All right. Welcome to episode 29 of Double Take. This is Kirk Weber with my brother, Kevin. Say hi, Kevin. Hello. And we thank you for joining us again. And um, we have another fun episode related to Apple Gaming. Um, we have an interview with a, um, a, an Apple golfer, baseball player, among other things, um, Ron Emch. And that'll be coming up. Um, there's a couple things going on with Apple for us. We... Uh, uh, Kevin recently purchased uh, Appa Football and Golf, and I purchased Appa Football, and we are both trying to learn um, one of the other and then um, teach each other the other one, maybe via some sort of video, online video thing. Um, and I'm planning on getting golf as well. Um, so lots of kind of interesting things with that. That's one, just because we're interested. Two, I think it just gives us more um, background on what we can do on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, variety, for sure. Yep. There's been a few things that have been updated recently on, um, you know, like if you follow the newsletter, which I hope you do, um, it's free from Epic Games. They, you know, came out with new products and stuff. There were some new golf courses that came out, like uh, I think Southport and Epic National and Empire State and things like that. There's uh, mm-hmm. an update to Epic Go that recently uh, was deployed a few uh, days ago. This last week here um and they expanded the custom team rosters to 70 yeah, players 70 yes that's really uh, nice now yep. and um they allow users to bunt with two strikes um and they fixed a way of how wins are recorded uh, or awarded you know it was kind of messed up and did some other changes and optimizations to the database and some of that's just from feedback that uh people have been putting on right and jeremy and things like that works yeah, on that listening. a lot and that's great. And we'd love to talk to him sometime, too. We'll have to kind of reach out and see if we can arrange something. But mm-hmm. um, so there's lots of you know good things. I know if you listen to our John Hurston interview that uh, they're always trying to do something every week, something new for different products. Now, it might not always be your product, but, um, you know, um, the, you know, certain things like baseball, particularly, can be a gateway into um, something else. And. And I think that for us, it's going into kind of some football and golf, um, and we'll see where that goes. But we're looking to kind of talk to different people, and Ron uh, has uh, some experiences that we can get to with him, mm-hmm. um, you know, in this episode. So we're um, planning on, t- you know, talking about lots of different things over these next couple episodes. Were you going to say something, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ron obviously has experience with baseball. That was his gateway. Obviously, we're talking about golf because he's this year's champion with Jack Nicholas. But he has quite a bit of experience with hockey and a little bit of experience with soccer as well. So we'll get into that a little bit. I think you'll find it interesting. He also has played in a football league of different ways, too. Um, and a hockey so, league, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he has, um, if you're thinking, oh, I don't want to hear about Epic Golf, which I th- still think you should listen to because it's interesting to hear what people talk about. Um, 
there's a lots of other topics to go. He also runs a, a baseball tournament, like we mentioned um, in the interview. And so there's lots of different things for different types of app gamers. We're hoping you find that interesting. And as we always like to say, if you have um, different you know angles that we can go with with interviews, um, reach out to us, communicate with us, give us a lead. And we'll follow through with that. Um, we have so many different ways. We do have a list that we've compiled, and there's lots of options. But um, we we're trying to kind of hit different things each week and not stay on the same thing, so that everybody feels like they're getting some attention, you know. Yes. Um, and that's kind of so. Golf has been kind of what we've been going with. Now we'll probably get into football soon, and other things we like to do: hockey, soccer, um, all all of those. Um, so. Um, right after this uh, break, we'll come back with a uh, uh, interview with Ron Emch um, and uh, stick with us. And thank you for um, joining us today. Well, welcome back to Double Take. We have a special guest, a champion, Ron Emich, who uh, won the TGA Tour, the 2020 TGA Tour with Jack Nicholas. He caddied Jack Nicholas uh, through the six tournaments and uh, came out on top. And I'm sure that he is um, uh, enjoying the spoils of victory and the cut that Jack Nicholas gave to him for the championship and being such a good caddy. Welcome to the show, Ron. Uh, thank you, guys. This is a real pleasure for me to be able to come on and spend some time with you guys. Well, we appreciate you taking is, uh, all this time to come talk to us. I know we uh, kind of have to work through different ways to um, get you on the show, and uh, <laughs> your patience is uh, definitely something that you would want from a good caddy and a golf caddy, yes. Well, anybody I, I that think plays it's working both ways. <laughs> yeah, anybody that plays Apple golf has to be patient because there's a lot to do, right? <laughs> so. Well, yeah, yeah. And you guys mentioned um, about Jack um, in my cut, and uh, I don't have any cut. In fact, I thought I should be maybe paying him, but <laughs> he he has a fantastic card, and I don't think it was so much me caddying him as just not getting in his way when I was playing. Yes, so. yep. And um, I've been watching your your YouTube videos on APA Golf, and it really helped me because I just got the game just a few days ago. And um, I, I, I'm sure you can maybe remember back to when you first started playing it. And there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And it's nice to have somebody kind of, you know, through technology show you <laughs> what you're doing and, and figure out a few things and i kind of got it down it took me like 45 minutes to play the first hole <laughs> <You know? laughs> but then last night i had I, I played with tiger woods um and uh of course he's you know his 2000 card so he i'm like man am i doing something wrong okay. he's getting a lot of birdies you know <laughs> he's just really good so early on i was doing some things not so great but i i i was getting the hang of it a little bit later and um and I think I was doing things correctly. Um, one of the videos, though, that I saw that uh, you were doing some of the TGA Tour stuff, um, 
Jack Nicholas got a hole in one for you. I believe your only hole in one that you've had. So it tell us about how that worked out. And also yeah. explain to somebody like Kirk how a hole in one would work on Abigail. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah, for for sure that is my first hole in one. Um, and uh, how that happens in Appa Golf, and I'm going to explain a little bit uh, about how I would even come close to being able to, to choose which club to use. But on each of the Appa Golfers cards, there are very, there's two very special numbers. They're called the average W and the average I, and it's a single, usually just a single digit number. And the average, what that stands for is um, their average result on their card. Uh, and the average W is for woods and long iron clubs. And the average I is for all the other irons and the wedges. And they help you to identify which club to use on each shot. Because, and let's take an example, uh, Jack's average I or average iron is, his average iron result is a four. So if I need to shoot, if I have a, a, a distance of like 180 that, I, that I'd like to, him to hit the ball to get close to a hole, let's say, I just look at the different clubs uh, and look at the result of four on each of those clubs and to find out which, uh, which result would get me the closest to 180 yards in the flight. So in this example, uh, and then let's say a five iron, you might have his average, the average four for a five iron is 180 yards in the air. And the average result, or the, uh, the result of four on a six iron might be 170. You know, there may be like 10 yards difference between each club length in mm -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. So uh, in this particular case, for the, the hole we were playing, uh, I just happened, it just so happened that when I rolled the, the dice, and just like any Apple card, the, you have uh, numbers 11 through 66, and you roll the number and you get the result number, the, the PRN number, and you look up, use that number to look up the result of your golf shot for the particular club you used. And in this case, uh, after I apply the dis in the way the results book reads usually is, you know, it, it's got a carry distance, and then it will have uh, so much distance left and right for the shot, and then any roll that you may mm -hmm. have with that shot. And in this case, when I applied all those three uh, results there, the, the carry, the left, right, and then the roll in the green, the ball ended up uh, exactly on top of the pin. And when that happens, to determine the final putt length, you roll two dice, add them together, and subtract that from 12, which means if you roll double sixes, 12 minus 12 is zero, and it's in the hole. And that's how mm. it happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, so the wow. 66 works. That's like one of the, the few times it kind of helps you out, um, like in, in the way baseball might work out, you know, where it's like a home run or something like that. So. Yeah, and, and, and it's it, you will find out that double numbers um, are not as good in Atba Golf as they are maybe for baseball. Yeah. Because usually those result numbers means the guy really got into the shot and he probably is going to hit it maybe a little farther than you wanted him to. Yeah, like you want yeah. a four 
and you roll a 66 and you get a two or a one and he cranks it and you're like okay i didn't really want you to do that (laughs) that's interesting yeah yeah i've noticed that too um I, i i definitely think that like as far as some of the nuances of the game like um roles are you know like a roll for something would be in the fairway and it's like half the distance if it's in the rough, rough. and and figuring all those out just watching somebody on like your youtube videos to be able to do that definitely helped out and then i had like a you know a couple of the same courses and you were playing a hole i'm like okay i'm gonna see how he plays this hole <laughs> i'm gonna do it and then the dog leg the dog leg thing's kind of tricky but i think i've kind of gotten that down at this point and trying to figure yeah. it out but uh did you I play have with... a question for you real oh, quick yeah. on the on because I, I would like to clear, if I need to clarify when I when you were watching the videos concerning the dog leg, w- was I using the dog leg factor or the dog leg as written in the app but rules? You're using the dog leg factor. Um the okay. kind of thing that you figured out on how to make it yeah. more simple where you put like a straight edge by it and um yeah. And it goes, yeah. but you know, it kind of figures out like a severe one's like a one-to-one. I, I can figure out what it is. Like when I see it and I'm like, okay, I tell myself in, in my head what you're going to say. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I got that. And then sometimes it's hard to know how to apply it when sure. you got your shot coming through it, you know, well, that's, that's right. the tough part, right. Is figuring out how much you want to aim left or right in a dog leg so that you end up in the middle of the fairway once you enter it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And then figuring out wind and all the other things that might be in it sure. as well sure. um, and all that. And it's just when it enters it in the air, right? That's, you know, um, if it's going to enter it in the air, that's when you apply it? Or is it, it's not on the roll. Well, I guess it could be on the roll too. No, it's you know? both. It's both. So if yeah. you're, if you're, if the flight or the carry is going to carry you into the dog leg, obviously you're going to apply it there and start the, uh, you know, figuring where it's going to go via the dog leg. But if it would hit the ground and the roll carries into the dog leg, you're still going to use the dog leg uh, mm-hmm. effect. Okay. Okay. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, you know, the videos, it, it's just like, just like anything. It's like, I need somebody to show me. It's almost like <laughs> you're there and showing me how to play this game. Just like Kirk is, you know, I bought Apple football. I haven't messed with it because I'm doing the golf, but Kirk's been trying to do Apple football last night. And he's watching some videos too, and that this helps a ton. It's like somebody's right. there showing you how to do it. <laughs> you know? And well, really, that is kind of like how you learn any of these games, especially Apple games. Is somebody probably sat down and showed you how to do it, and um, to have somebody have a video out there to work you through different scenarios is uh, is super valuable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think there's really two twofold benefits for a video. Is one of them, like you're saying. It can show you how to play the game, but in addition, it, if you haven't bought the game yet, it can maybe help you make a decision as to whether you think oh, yeah. you like the game or not. So, so you can make sure if you're going to spend your hard-earned dollars, you're going to spend it on something that that you know is probably going to be of interest to you, and you're going to like playing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not going to sit on your shelf or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how long have you been doing the TGA tour now? How many years okay, have you I, been doing? Yeah, I think I think this is my fifth or sixth year. I think I joined the year after they started. I think they and started in fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. So that sounds about right. Uh, I think this is my fifth year, and I when I I had not played the Epa golf game for quite a while. 
I mean, I had the the original version sitting under the bed or uh, you know on the game shelf, and uh, it, I actually found a uh, a game very similar to App Golf from another company, and it kind of re-sparked my interest in the tabletop golf game. Hmm. Um, but it was only a couple months after that that I saw a post on uh, in face on Facebook about the TGA Tour, and I said, "Oh my gosh, that sounds like something." something yeah. that I'd really enjoy. Yeah. So I had, you know, at that point, if I wanted to play and like you're going through right now, I think Kevin, or is, you know, if you're, I had to go, if I wanted to play, I had to go out and invest some money into oh, the yeah. golf mm-hmm. game. So, and I did, I went hook, line and sinker, you know, but <laughs> back then there was only six courses. So um, yeah. yes, there was a little bit of money involved, but nothing, you know, that was outrageous. And uh, it actually rekindled or got me back into playing at the golf. And that's about, that's mostly all I, from a tabletop golf aspect, that's about the only game I play right now, but it's, it's, it's because of the TGA tour and how much fun it is. Oh yeah. It's nice to be able to to, like have something set up, I would think, and compete against other people and see, you know, I mean, it's fun to play it on your own. I had fun playing with Tiger Woods, but if I was like, Hey, you know, Tiger was, you know, 10 under or something, you know, that's even cooler. For sure. Yeah. yeah, and and you know you you asked me or you said I've been how long have I been playing and it's, it's I think this is my fifth year, and I will tell you that the first four years, I was probably I am considered pretty much a bottom feeder on that list of the golfers. You know, it's and it's funny I haven't done and I haven't changed the way I play the game that much. It's just that's how good a good golfer's card like uh, Jack can have. You know, makes oh, an yeah. impact. And uh, I can tell you that it makes playing a lot more fun. It's fun. Mm. Well, who was it, the? It's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, who was the guy from 1940 that you played with? Um, that uh, you explained oh. this card a little bit. Um, it was, uh, you know, he's, last year, I think it was. He was. Yeah. Was, and you on one of your videos, you explained how this card isn't that good because <laughs> he hits errant <laughs> tee shots and he misses lots of putts and you had done a, some research on him so you obviously picked him because you just wanted to play with him or whatever but you know he's going to you know he doesn't hit the ball that far you know and so there's right. like all kinds of well, stuff I mean, you, you know yeah. you only have if i i know that I, I had a pretty low draft pick that uh or pretty yeah pretty low draft pick last year and I only have so many card sets, right? So you, you kind of go start going through them and there's a lot, most of the good golfers are picked, right? So um, you just find somebody that you think might be interesting. And, and he's, his card didn't look that bad when I got, you know, looked at it. And I said, eh, I'll play this guy and see what happens. And uh, it wasn't very good, but it was still fun. Still fun. Now on, on the tour, you can pick one or two cards. Do you normally go with one golfer or two golfers? Well, the first year that I played, you know, I was in, you know, I jumped in with both feet and I played two golfers and I, I learned that I think that's a little too much. There was, it seemed okay. there was a little pressure to try to complete four rounds of golf every week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we play two rounds a week, uh, for four, you know, two weeks in a row, you get your four rounds and we take a week off. But, uh, with two golfers, that's four, that's eight rounds in two weeks. And it, mm-hmm. it just after a while, it became more of a, God, I've got to do this to keep up than a chore. really yeah. enjoying it. So after that, I've just played. Since then, I've only, I only draft one golfer and play that, and I enjoy it much, much more. Okay. Because okay. I was thinking about, you know, because I'm, I'm probably going to try to join it. And um, 
I was thinking, well, should I do one or two? And probably as a rookie, you would suggest that you just go with one and see how it goes. Yeah, you know what yeah. you can do? You can still draft two. And I drafted two this year also. So, you know, they do a snake draft. So they come down and then they go back up. So what I would do is just draft two. And then you can kind of, as you get playing, if you see that you want to play more, you can always jump in with that second guy in any future tournament, right? So, okay, yeah. Yeah, and just, you know, play two if you felt like it or yeah, you exactly. something different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because maybe a particular course works well for a guy. You're like, I think he'd do really well here, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> or I, not. I don't know if I'm that much into the game. Uh, that, yeah, that, okay. I that's going to happen, especially when there's dice involved. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. It, it seems like, though, you know, as you say, double numbers in general usually produce good results if you're trying to do something. And the typical crummy numbers that people would think on on any Apple card, whether that be baseball, football, hockey, whatever, soccer, um, those produce not so good numbers yeah, <laughs> or results. I, I, yeah. yeah, and I do yeah. think that there that the Apple golf cards have their own set of you know not good result numbers that you kind of get used to that you know mm-hmm. where to look for them just like you do on the other cards. I'm not sure they're same as they're the same as baseball, but um, you know, like uh, 12, 22, and 32, and then uh, 32, 34, 36, and then 52, 54, 56. Those are typically the errant drives and the errant iron shot numbers. Mm. And mm. Uh, so if you, you when you look at a golfer card, you kind of look and see how many they have of those filled in yeah. in those nine positions. And many of them have all nine filled, and then you start looking for more on the other ones. And you know, those are those are going to be a, a pretty hard golfer to play because they're going to be, you know, spraying it over the over the course. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And then you add wind in and everything else and you got trouble. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah, makes a know, round take longer, too, because you got to hit the ball more and figure out all this other stuff, you know. Yeah. The, the wind does t- does. I mean, the wind does make you take longer. But I think after you've played for a while, you can't. You can't necessarily worry too much about that because even though you may have rolled for wind, because before each hole, you roll on the wind chart to see if there is wind for that hole or there's not wind for that hole. And depending on the conditions of calm winds, moderate winds, and blustery winds, there's three different charts, the chances of wind on each hole goes up for each one of those. But even if you roll a number that says, okay, you're going to have a crosswind right wind on this on this hole, there's still a chance you may not have wind. Even when you roll after the shot's done to see if there was wind, there's still a, a, a chance that you won't have wind. So I kind of learned not to worry too much about wind because it's, I'm not saying it's totally out of my control, but it's not enough to, you know, lose sleep over. Hmm. That's a good tip. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. Now, you so, you say that you normally, I mean, you pretty much exclusively play Epic Golf now. Have, have you done like other, uh, you've done baseball and stuff, right? Or or have you done other APA products? Or Yeah, how'd you get going well, in APA? Um, when, back when, uh, at, when I was 16 years old, I'm, I'm thinking that first, uh, we got our first APA card set. It was the 1969 APA game with the 68 uh, season, right? Mm. And, mm. uh, I'm, I've been a tried and true Tiger Detroit fan 
you know, hey, all my life. And there you of go. Of course, they're <laughs> yeah. dead to 68 tags in the World Series. And and so that's what that's how I got started. And uh, but and, and I played it off and on, you know, you play it, you know, uh, during your teen years and stuff. But then real life got in the way and, and it, it just kind of sat there. Pull it out every once every once in a while, play some games. Um, and that was the only season set I had ever bought until hmm. until about uh, five or six years ago. And uh, I was on a Delphi forum and I saw a post from a gentleman in Minneapolis. He was going to run one of these regional tournaments, a one day regional tournament. And uh, I think if you, you're probably familiar with it, it's the Twin Cities uh, mm-hmm. Napa baseball yeah. tournament, Jim Frash, great guy. And I, I, I said, you know, I haven't, my sister li- lived in, in Minneapolis and I hadn't seen them or gone there for a long time. And I looked at my wife and I said, you know, we could kill two birds with one stone here. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, she, she jumped on it and said, fine. And so that was my reintroduction to not only APA baseball, but the, the, the community. Mm-hmm. In large, because you know you just can't walk outside your house and find other Apple players necessarily, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, came back home and started a full season replay of the '68 Tigers, of which I got about halfway through, <laughs> and uh, you know other gaming, other gaming interests came up and stuff, and that's where it currently sets. But it got me back into that. I I made a actually a video on how to play APA, the basic game. And the advanced fielding version of the game. I, I don't mm. know if you've seen those videos out there on my YouTube site. I saw that yeah. you had um, some baseball ones, and also you've been to Pastor Rich's tournament uh, at least a couple of occasions, right? Um, yeah. Every I've, one of them. Made every, oh, every, every one. one of them. Okay. Now yeah. the other thing, guys, is that I um, I've uh, con- I've had my own tournament for five years now. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the Glass City Apple Baseball okay. tournament, and. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, Toledo is such a centrally located area. I live outside the Toledo area. So you've got, you know, Michigan North and Chicago area to the west and Pittsburgh and that area. You know, a big Apple community. So it's worked out really well. So mm-hmm. uh, I've seen that one, too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. There, there, you've um, probably seen a bunch of videos out there of, of mine, but I do take them at Pastor Rich's yep. and at uh, the Twin City one and the Chicago one. Those are the ones I've been and the Pittsburgh one. The crazy thing is, like, Kirk and I have been to the last three together. I think I've been to four of the Pastor Riches, and I'm yeah. sure we're, like, walking by each other, and we didn't even realize it. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, I noticed mm-hmm. that when, uh, you know, I was just looking at, at your uh, podcast and, you know, Facebook pages, and I said, there's a picture of us at Pastor Riches last year. And, I, you know, we probably walked right by each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Small yeah. world, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. So the t- yeah the glass tournament. That's a that's a, a good tournament. It's been around and and um, you know Toledo's not very far from Kirk and no, and not at all. Too far no. from me. I mean, it'd be a possibility no. if this pandemic ever settles down that you know we might take a trip down there or something. Sometime, yeah, you know. Anybody and everybody is always welcome. Um, this year might be. I haven't made up my mind yet. I mean, it's at the end of August, but. Uh, you know the current situation. I don't know. I'm I'm really thinking hard about it, and there may be yeah. an announcement here in the next few days or so. Yeah, okay. it's it's tough. Yep. 
So yeah, usually we were, you try uh, to do it in August, right? Is that your normal month? I, I usually try to, I, I choose the last week in August, unless that's the uh, Labor Day weekend, and then I'll mm-hmm. move it up a week. So Okay. And it's worked out pretty well. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, I um, we were uh, signed up to go to Chicago, and uh, mm-hmm. that For, unfortunately had to be yeah. canceled. And yeah. um, But um, yeah, I don't know if you, I mean, you probably have people pick teams and stuff, but um, if you end up doing the August one, I'm... I mean, I'm a easy drive down to Toledo, you know. So yeah. Yeah. okay, yeah, um, sure. I mean, you know, if you need another person, I'll, I'll come. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure what the theme was or anything, but um, I would but. certainly consider it too. Try to make up for Rob's bats, you know. Yeah. Tournament that yeah. he had to go. That'd be the, kind of fun, you know. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the theme this year is going to be pretty open. I don't think the only team I didn't allow. I, the only teams I don't allow are the dead ball teams, mm. and okay. uh, I think I think their best set best made if they have their own tournament so if you have a theme mm-hmm. you have a dead ball tournament but um. yeah um so uh back to the a little bit of the um the app of golf stuff um as somebody who you know doesn't own it yet or anything i may someday um like do you um see on like an initial investment that um settles down when you talk about the courses and and things is is that and just i'm curious about i kevin tells me like okay if you win a tournament you get to select a course in this tga um and are there certain ones that they always you finish in the top four oh finish in the top top four four. i see um so are and i understand you get to pick one then or yep i get to pick one and i haven't decided yet um I know the other three people have already. Well, there's actually two other people because one gentleman uh, had two golfers, I think, in the top four. Yeah. Oh wow. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so he's already picked. And I know the gentleman that runs the TGA Tour uh, has also picked. So I've got it narrowed down. I'm just going to have to. Uh, I've got it narrowed down. Pine Valley is one of them, um, and that's a pretty new course. Um, and then I think I think there's one, and it's Pine Valley. I don't know what APA calls it right offhand. Jersey Pines, I think, mm-hmm. are what okay. they call. And then I think it's the Quail Hollow uh, Golf Club, and I don't know what they call that one. I think it's pretty sure it's down to those two. But uh, uh, it, I, I'm, I'll make the decision before the end of the month. It's not a big deal. I just haven't. Huh. No, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. It must be kind of fun, though, you know, to be yeah, able to pick one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I almost feel yeah. kind of guilty because I've, I've been so bad at it. Now all of a sudden I get to pick a course because I think, I think Bruce has only done that. So this is the second year in a row he's let people pick a course for the following year, and so you've got all those other guys that won the previous years that didn't get to do that. I almost feel guilty. Well, that's <laughs> the way it goes. Do it. Yeah. yeah, don't feel do, that guilty. They do six. <laughs> Magnolia, which is Augusta, is always there. Mm-hmm. That, is that the only one yep. that's like a for sure? Like they don't do birthplace for sure for like a British Open, like for St Andrews or anything. No. Or um, yeah, Magnolia is the only for real one that we do every year. That's and and it's the one time. Uh, that we use there's two different putting charts putting result Mm. charts in atba there's just a they call it regular putting chart and then a major putting chart Mm. and it's just a little tougher using that major putting chart so we Mm. use that one when we play magnolia yeah like harder hole placement type of deal kind of like they do in the no no it's just the like like if you if you let's say you're in a uh, seven to ten foot putt range maybe the highest result number you can have is like an 18 and it will go in 
but on a major chart, maybe that, that they might reduce it by a couple numbers. So okay. 16 is the highest number. It's okay. harder to make so pots. They, they make a little trickier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it matters. It really does make a difference. Uh, yeah, I bet. Mm. Yeah. Well, Augusta is a little bit uh, trickier, you know, greens mm -hmm. and, and putting and stuff. And so that's more realistic that way, you know. Yep. Yeah. They do the pins, Kirk. You just roll like one die and it's like one through six and it right. tells you where the pin is. Oh, know? okay. Yeah. But the, um, for yeah. each for each tournament, you said, as you said, we have six. Uh, the commissioner, uh, before each tournament, he'll roll... The pin location, and like like you mentioned, there's six holes on each green, on each uh, green. So he just rolls one die and, you know, whatever it turns up is the pin location. But he also rolls for the wind conditions, which can be calm, uh, hmm. uh, moderate, or blustery. And then also he rolls for the course conditions, which can be, you know, like a soft course or a normal or a hard hmm. condition. There's like ten different... Uh, levels of course conditions and and like a hard course will affect the roll of the ball right i mean in a fairway mm -hmm. roll a few extra yards on the green it roll, will roll a few extra car, uh yards so he decides those you know he rolls for those conditions for every round for each tournament and then just like posts it on the facebook page is that or yeah, is he it, just he, posts yep. it yep and then everybody plays with those then. Yeah, which yep. is fair because everybody should play with the same conditions. Like, right. hey, well, Absolutely. my wins were, what do you know? My wins were calm again and my field, and my course was normal. Right. Well, <laughs> here's, yeah, and yeah. uh, there's a little different, you know, let's say we play with uh, moderate wins. You, half of the, half of the result numbers are no wind. So like 11 through 36, I think, is no wind. Because remember mm -hmm. I said you roll for the, for the direction and strength of wind basically on before you start each hole and even with moderate there's a 50 percent chance that there'll be no wind to affect you on that hole yeah all right so but like if, so yeah even though we're playing the same condition as moderate each play each each person playing in a tga may have you know 10 holes with no wind and, and eight with wind while another guy might have 12 holes with no win mm. and only six holes with Because if I roll like a 54, then I got a crazy win, and you rolled a 22, and you got nothing. You know? Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But if he wants to really make it more complicated, he should say that there's people that go off in the morning and in and, and the afternoon, and the weather changed, you know? Yeah. Your course is uh, all soggy, and yours isn't. It all cleared up. Yep, yep. It goes from soft to hard, right? You know, so. And you had a four-hour delay, so your golfer is all tight and stiff, so he has a negative 10 on all shots. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to do that. we got enough to worry about just to yeah figuring out what shot and club to use so well that's yeah. good now um would you say i mean i know you do a lot with baseball you do a lot with the golf do you like them equally the same do you kind of lean oh, one way boy. or the other or i mean i know that's a tough question but you know it's an apple podcast games, so, so yeah. yeah sure yeah. um I, I i probably like them equal you know and, and the really the only apple baseball i play is are at these regional tournaments Mm -hmm. So I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not playing it by, my, you know, solo here at my house. Um, so I, I would say I like both games equally. And the neat thing is, uh, you know, there's a three and a half month window for golf. And I play that the heck out of it, right? But mm -hmm. then summertime rolls around and you put it away till next year. And, and then the regional tournaments start up. You know, there's more of them in mm -hmm. 
you know, early spring, summer, and late fall. So you get to go, you know, I get to go play in those. Um, but I did, uh, I have played in the APA uh, hockey tournament. And they oh, just really? concluded that, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. You know, that I've been to the national convention a couple times. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. No, Not yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's such a great time. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I've been there twice, and that's where I, I the first one I ever went to, I saw all these other guys playing all these games: the hockey game, the soccer game, you know, the football, and all that. And, and uh, I came. By the time I came home, I owned all three of those games. Oh, geez. <laughs> so, so uh, and and I have played in the the, hockey, the national hockey tournament now for uh, two, twice. Twice. Hmm. And, uh, hmm. Enjoyed it both times, and that wow. the way they do that is uh, they'll play a bunch. Of, you know how many guys join, and I think there was uh, ten this year. So we had two divisions of uh, five player or five teams, and we each played uh, each other like one game in our division, and then the, the top two teams in each division went into a like a best of two out of three single elimination. Mm-hmm. to determine a champion and typically what they'll do is we'll play all those most of the games we'll play you know like using you know some zoom or something like this where we you know we do it online and our mm, yeah uh, very cool yeah and then they'll save the championship round or the, the stanley cup for the national convert uh convention so the two guys that make it and if they go to the convention you know during that weekend they'll they'll make sure they get their uh hockey games in there and it's kind of fun to watch what's going on with them guys yeah we just so. saw in the newsletter that the the one gentleman won the championship i can't recall his name right now uh, tony stevens i think won. oh tony won it yeah oh i didn't realize year. it was tony or was okay, it chuck yeah. sorcy or was it chuck? My, no you know what i think it was chuck sorcy yeah, i think he won been. this year yeah because if it was yeah. tony we had him on a few weeks ago we yeah. um would have i would have remembered that um yeah, tony, but tony yeah he was in the finals against chuck Oh, mm, I that's see. That's right. Okay. What's the learning curve like on the hockey game compared to, like, let's say, golf or something like that? <laughs> um, I would I would say they're comparable. Um, the 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 general consensus is that maybe the rules for the hockey could be a little better, um, but I think there's a lot of them, and I think the the people just and I found myself doing it. You read them. And there's so much to remember that when you first sit down to play, you know, it's just like any of the other games, it goes slow. You mentioned that how long it took you yeah. to play one hole when you first started playing golf. The same yeah. thing with hockey. But once once you, if you stick with it and you get a couple, three games under your belt, you will be sitting there and you swear you can see the puck go up and down the ice. I, That's cool. <laughs> I never thought... I would be, I could, I never thought you could take an APA style card and make a game of hockey that seemed like it was playing fast. Now it might hmm. take you two hours if you're playing somebody to play the game, but the whole yeah. time you're doing it, that puck is flowing up and down the ice. They've done a fantastic job. Wow. I bet you the soccer is similar too, I would think, you know. They're, they're, yep. It's, I would say it's almost identical from uh, the way they, they make the ball go up and down the, the pitch mm. and stuff, the field. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like it. It's just that it's really hard to find soccer players. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, part of it is your familiarity with 
players like it, if you know hockey players like we do i mean we live you yep. know in, the, in our region um or if you know baseball players or you know football whatever well you know or golfers you know you can work with those guys where there's a lot of international teams and stuff which i know that outside of the united states the soccer is very popular um Mm -hmm. but um but i just think that unless you're really into that it's not necessarily gonna kind of get you too excited have you played the football too i mean you bought it apparently but have you well yeah we had i had a i think i i bought a we had a 69 year set of football oh. hmm. about the same time we we're buying baseball uh, we had the football set and we played that quite a bit um i played in a face-to-face league for about three years with about with seven other guys but it was a highly highly modified version of that <laughs> football it was a great Kirk's time probably of... hoping for that right now <laughs> yeah yeah um and and then when I went to the convention, I came back and I bought it because they have the master game of football or the master rules or whatever they mm-hmm. call it. And it, I, I, I like it. I just, again, um, I can't find anybody to play. I, I'm not sure I uh, want to play it solo. I think right. the game is really good, really good face-to-face, uh, especially the master game because they've added components to make you feel like you're really making – you know, coaching calls uh, mm-hmm. on both offense and defense. It's a good game. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't put it up there with my, with baseball and uh, golf as far as what I like. But mm-hmm. people yeah. who like it, love it. You know, it's just like oh, any yeah. of it. So right. it's a good game though. It is a very good game. Right. Um, I, yeah, I um, want to experiment with it and um, I don't know exactly if it's going to turn into something where you're in a league or doing a replay or um, mm-hmm. tournaments or something. But, um, you know, I have a teenage son. He, he likes, you know, to try things out and it's just, it, it'll be kind of fun with that. Um, but yeah, um, I, um, you know, it, it, you know, like they always talk about or the phrase that it seems like it's used a lot is the game engine. Right. And mm-hmm. I think they have a pretty good game engine for that. And I know that with hockey and soccer, they kind of use a similar game engine. And um, so they're, they're working that out. And that's why, you know, if you've li- if you know, in our previous podcast, we've talked about how they really could use a similar game engine for basketball and probably have a very popular product, but they, you know, not the old basketball, but a new version that kind of builds (laughs) off of that. Um, But they just haven't gone down that route, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I thought like hockey or soccer would have been tough, I'm, uh, I'd be really anxious to see what they could do with basketball um, to make it flow and and play, be enjoyable. Let's put it Mm -hmm. that way. Be enjoyable to play. Well, like um, John Hurston said on our show that if they ever were to do it, and I know they've considered it, it'd have to be something that once you got the hang of it, you could do it in in an hour. You can play a game in an hour. It has to be something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have something that takes you, you know, a quarter of a day to play a game, (laughs) you know, something. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. Well, it's it's really cool that you've had the experience with some of the other um, yeah. games too. I um, because we're always kind of looking to talk to people about. I mean, that's one reason why we want to talk to you about the golf too. But just mm-hmm. in general, and the hockey is fun. That you know, that's a nice little uh, you know bonus here. It is. It is. And it, what it, are some it of your? A... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Go ahead. 
I was just um, I was thinking I'm thinking more about golf, I guess, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering right. what mm-hmm. some of your favorite favorite courses that you like the the APA uh, has produced that you like to play. Like if you're gonna sit down right now and and uh, play a game, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, do nine holes or something like that. What course might you? What's your like go to course or courses? Wow, wow. Um, uh, some of the newer ones probably. Cause maybe I've played the other ones so much that. Some of the new ones they've come out with, uh, and I and I have, I think I bit the bullet here over the past six months or so, and I think I have five of the the new ones where they make them on cardstock rather than the uh, yeah. uh, glossy plastic, and and uh, so it would have to be one of those, and I haven't played them all, but the one that that seems to stick out to me is Seaside, um, that is a very challenging course, and I'd probably very well highly considered sit down and play that one um i think seaside but and then the other one is uh, uh gopher links and that is one of the uh, spiral bound ones yeah that's the one i just played the other day you know yep. yeah that's a very challenging course and i i really like uh the colors on that thing because um, they're bright and you know some of the the uh spiral bound courses some of that green is pretty dark green and and some of the grids are pretty small, so uh, it makes seeing what you're doing a little tougher. Um, yeah. So I like the brightness that the the, the, the Gopher Links handles, but it's just a fun and tough course. It's a tough course, and I think that's what yeah. I like about it. So I was looking up sea, Seaside is Pebble Beach, I believe. Okay. So I didn't want to say yeah. that without being sure. So I was making a list, and so I was, I just checked it. I'm, I I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what somebody said it was. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, I, can you, um, you know, I, you know, I look at all the products that are on the Apple web store and um, company store and I, I see, you know, obviously they have the spiral bound and the, the kind of the loose ones, um, the mm-hmm. cards and it's, you know, they charge more for the spiral bound. Is that mm-hmm. definitely an advantage to have it as a spiral bound or is there pros and cons that kind of go with that? Or, I mean, having never played it, I just wonder like, is that like a big thing or does it not well, matter? I, I, I think it, it depends on the individual, right? Some people love the spiral bound and others, you know, not so much. I'm, I'm, I could go either way. I don't really care uh, which way they'd go. I'd say the, the pro of the uh, spiral bound is, is, you know, it's, it's all hooked together. So you're not, you know, there's na- nothing loose leaf about it. Uh, people like the uh, glossy finish cause they can use a, uh, you know, an erasable marker to locate their ball on it. Mm. Um, but the the, dis, the the disadvantages cost ten bucks more than the cardstock mm-hmm. courses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I and I I like the the cardstock. I'm used to uh, cardstock with lots and lots of games, so that doesn't bother me. I'm not a fan of the size that they use, eleven by seventeen. Because the border around it, there's like a couple two two and a half inch border around it that's that's not used. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, with the courses I had, I I took them and I cut them down to fit an eight and a half by fourteen sheet protector. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, why why not make them that size to begin with? But you know, I'm not in the business and I don't know all the ins and outs of why you choose one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm an individual that. If they want to make a spiral bound, 
I'll buy the spiral bond if they want to make cardstock. I'll buy cardstock because I like the game that much, right? Right. Yeah. So exactly. If you were buying a new course and they offered it in both, which way would you buy it? Probably just a cheaper version of the cardstock, or yep, if, I sure if, would. Yeah. All right. So yep. like, it's not oh, that big That's a difference. Good to know. That's yep, good not to, know. to me. Uh-uh. And I know in the latest newsletter they released a couple new courses, and one that used yeah. to be a spiral bound is now cardstock too or something like it got transferred yeah. to the oh my god which one was that was it like dc metro or something like that I think no dc metro is not available right yet nope yeah um, right. there was the pacific canyons or something yeah, is one of one. them i th- and, and and were there rumors about these new courses coming out or did they just kind of do them and then people are like cool new courses or like i mean how does that work within the appa golf community like do you yeah. Uh, okay, here are the new ones. Um, Southport, APA National, whatever that is, yeah. and Empire State, the single sheets. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they're the all the 11 by 17 cardstock mm-hmm. uh, version. No, I, I tip, typically, at least what I can tell, we don't know new courses are coming out until, you know, the newsletter announces them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? All right. I mean, yeah. We didn't, I didn't have any indication, and I don't know of anyone I talked to had an indication that new ones were coming out. So it's always yeah. kind of a surprise. Right. And it seems like on your, I mean, it's great to have whatever, right? But, you know, everybody, not everybody has a ton of money. And it, it would seem like you, um, like, if people are picking different courses, like, you know, a new course, not everybody might have that. And then, I mean, do they have anything in the in the in on the tour about, you know, uh, course availabilities? Or, or I wonder how that plays out. You know, well, well, you just can't play the course, you know, well, like you can't, you can't play, play that round, you know, like if you yeah, don't have I, Empire State, you're just, you know, don't play that week. Mm. That's right. Exactly. You can play one tournament, you can play three, you can play all of them. It's there's there's just okay. because you miss one doesn't preclude you from playing in the rest of them. Now, you're not going to be the champ with Jack Nicholas, but, you know, Probably you can still not. play. Yeah. yeah. If you want to try to win the championship, you got to play them all and hopefully yeah. play well. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, and and DC Metro, Kevin was talking to me about was um, in when you buy a new version of the game, uh, co- you know, within the last couple of years, that was the included course, but they just switched mm-hmm. it to go for go for lakes. So now, um, you know, if you're playing the DC Metro and you can't buy it from the Appa Yahoo store right now. Um, right. You know, you're kind of like. The secondary market's not really offering a lot of versions of those. Kevin found one on eBay, but it's, I found the only one and I bought it. Actually, <laughs> the guy had had it um, for sale previously, and he stopped the listing. And I messaged him, and he's like, "I'm like, hey, do you still have that?" He's like, "Yeah." And then I bought it from him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, but don't you think that maybe they're just in maybe a conversion process from the spiral bound to the uh, yeah I I think so. and that it will be offered again. I can't. I would believe think. Yeah. I emailed the company and they said that that at some point it will be available again. Yeah. But you know, if you want it right now, that doesn't help you. You know, like you know well, what? it's in the you know. So you and it would it's probably going to take a little time. I don't know if you've noticed, but the spiral bound courses, and I'm pretty sure this is true of all of them, show the entire length of each hole. So mm-hmm. uh, on a par five that's you know 600 yards long, you see it from tee to green. But on your new courses, the ones on cardstock, they, they may, most of them start 
showing the hole anywhere from 100 to 150 yards down the fairway. Okay. Because we never use that first 100 yards, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it never comes into play. And by starting the by starting the hole farther down, it allows you to make, and I, I'm a big believer in this, it allows you to make the uh, grids bigger. Mm. Um, Blow it up a little. Have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they it, because the that metro's not there. Is it just maybe in that process? Of oh yeah, redoing the holes so that they start, you know, down down the, the course. Because uh, if I were golfing at Congressional, you would need that other 125 yards because <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go. But if it's yeah. Tiger Woods, you can cut it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's good. <laughs> but that sounds to me like an advantage of the cardstock ones. Um, for the size of the grids, you know, yeah. like um, in a, in a it, certain it, way, you're paying less mm-hmm. and you might have something that visibly works better for you. I also wonder if like if you're laying it flat and you're kind of I mean, you're only playing one hole at a time, yep. you know, so right. um, the ability to flip through each hole is fine. But you're probably just turning it over and it's sitting there while you're playing the hole. Yeah, it is. If you just it have is. the card there, you have the card there. As long as you don't lose the card, you're all right. Right. Yeah, you just got to keep them organized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if I if I'm going to play with cardstock, I'll take the the nine sheets out because there's a hole on the front and the back, right? Mm-hmm. And you play the hole and you flip it over and put it on the bottom so that you know when you get done with nine, there's ten staring you in the face. When you get done with ten, there's eleven staring you in the face. So mm-hmm. you just it's not that big a deal, I don't think. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. I know that those sound like little kind of weird questions but a lot of times mm-hmm. when you're playing any of these games it's how you arrange things and manage yeah, things how and, you set it up yeah mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. every game's like that and you see guys set up and i'm gonna baseball obviously is one that we're most familiar with but how people set up you know they have their roll <laughs> they roll their dice in a little stadium and yeah. they do all these different yep. things and or do they have a dice tower or whatever they do yep. Um, so there's, you know, everybody kind of wants to think, how do I manage this? How would I exactly. make this work? You know? Yep. So you've played other tabletop golf games and of course, you know, mm-hmm. you're kind of bigger into APA now. What, mm-hmm. are there any changes you'd like to see APA make to their game that would make it a little bit better? Do you have any suggestions? <sighs> well, um, there's a couple areas, I think one of, one of the, uh, tough parts of APA is the rule around uh, short-sighted shots around the green. And I don't know if you've run into that. I don't know if you got into the master rules. but Yeah, uh, I've, I've looked at it a little bit, but I, I can't say I've got a great handle on it. <laughs> the, short-sighted, the short-sighted shots are probably one of the most, most often discussed uh, parts of the golf game. Mm. And uh, I'd like to see them clean that up a little bit if they could to make it simpler or to make it uh what or make it a little more realistic because sometimes when you apply the game rules you get an unrealistic uh looking shot that you would never take in real life okay and it and it, and it drives us nuts when so we it's like apple ball only in golf yeah a little bit and it's because of the rule um, mm. So that's one area, and the other one is it seems there's a little, a lot of confusion sometimes around: Are you in a tree? Are you not in a tree? Are you behind a tree, and so forth? And I, I, I think they could maybe make that a little simpler, also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of the game, I mean, it's it's golf, right? I mean, it's, oh yeah, you're out there and you're trying to decide where to hit your shot and what club to use. So, 
Yeah, those are the only two things. Other than that, it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you, um, you know, one thing that Apple likes to, with all their products, take pride in is, you know, the ability to have an accurate representation. Do you feel like it accurately represents each of these players? I mean, I, I assume it does, but like um, having not done all that um, experience with it, um, you, you know, what I mean, like, do you really feel like they're playing the way they play and, and that sort of thing? Did they capture that well? Yeah, I, I would, I would say yes. Um, uh, the uh, when you play like Jack Nicholas, you know, obviously he's going to be down the middle most of the time. You get you start getting a little bit down to the you know lower tier one or second you know lower. Those guys they seem to not be able to keep it in a fairway, and you're saying there's no way that a pro golfer is going to miss the fairway that much. But then if you go look at the stats that are available, you know, like the PGA Tour mm-hmm. stats, you find these guys are only hitting the fairway, you know, sometimes 55% of the time, 60. Mm-hmm. I mean, so maybe it's not as real, unrealistic as it seems like these guys never hitting it when you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think the the extremes of being errant, you know, like 30 yards left and right. I mean, you, you just... You know, that's a pretty typical errant shot. And even though the guys in a tour in real life are maybe at a 60% hitting, I'll bet you the ones that, I bet you there's a good percentage where maybe they're only five yards off of the fairway mm-hmm. or less in the the, the little rough or the rough. So uh, um, I, there's, not a, there's not a lot of in between. You're either going to be kind of, you know, out of trouble or in trouble. Right. And, uh, yeah. I think yeah. too that sometimes uh, we get a, a misconception when we see golf on TV because we're normally only following the people that are playing well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're right. and, and they're hitting more fairways. Then you know that yeah. guy that's kind of in the middle of the pack or lower, um, or just not having a good tournament or something, he's missing shots, you know, yeah. and things aren't exactly. going, you know. Um, but we don't tend to see those as much. Now. Yeah. Um, the other the distinction that is really interesting about Apple Golf compared to any other kind of Apple product is it's you know it's not a team thing you know it's like mm-hmm. cards you know like you're you're getting players for certain years and things like that um, cards and courses yeah. cards and courses you know do you, yep. um I mean, is that that must give a totally different flavor to kind of that sort of tabletop gaming. Um, I mean, is it, I mean, like it, I don't know. I just, um, that's what kind of excites me a little bit about it, even though I've never, um, you know, ventured into it. Yeah. I, obviously it's different, right? I mean, you're not, it's, uh, it's just one, you can play that game with just one golfer and have a great time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, so, uh, I think it does lend itself obviously to, you know, playing the game by yourself. I very rarely play with more than one golfer. I just find mm-hmm. that playing with two or two or more, it just it's going to add length to the round that, that I play. And yeah. then sometimes, just like anybody, you lose track of what which one you were moving, so you move the wrong one and stuff like that. But um, yeah, uh, and you're just trying to concentrate on getting that particular player his best round and making good decisions for him. Right. You know. Right. Yep. It's kind of like me playing golf with my daughter. You know, I'm worried about what I'm doing, but I'm also worried about what she's doing. If I was just there by myself, I would just worry about my. I only got to find one ball too, because she never finds the ball right. on her own. You know. So. But you know, you, you know. know, one thing that we could consider someday is just like we have these APA regional baseball tournaments. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not have a day where we get together? I don't know, twelve guys, 
or uh, somewhere in that range, mm-hmm. and play like a Ryder Cup yeah. day, where mm-hmm. you know you you'd have your golfer and you would take him through to each hole and play him with your partner against the other two guys. You could just if you had enough courses, you could just pass the book or the course sheet to the next guy down the road mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you know use the whole day I to think play that'd a Ryder be beautiful. Cup. I think that would be. Oh, I think it would be great. I'd be in for that. That it, yeah. you know, it, it only takes a little bit of time. I mean, you know, even if it took um, three or four hours, no, that's no big deal. You know. I well, mean, you know. I mean, in the Ryder Cup, don't they play? Uh, how many how many rounds of golf do they play? Is oh, it two I the don't first know day for and sure. Two the second yeah. and. I think so. Yeah. And on yeah. the course notes, right? And you know this, they have like this is the order you would play for a Ryder Cup. They have oh, like yeah. you yeah. go 14 this you could do that stuff too. They have it on sure. there like what you would do. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think that'd be fun. I'd be if if it was close enough to me to drive to it, I'd be in for that. Yeah, I'd be a shotgun start, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you could. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. like it's kind of like that, I think, but yeah, that sounds cool. I have to learn how to play first, but well, you but, know, but yeah, I'll do the shotgun, it. shotgun start. I, I see. I wouldn't do that. I would. No. I would like have the first guys that were off the tee play hole one, and when they're done, pass that hole to mm. the next guy. And they're coming the into the. They play to, they're yeah, in the clubhouse. So keep, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't play the whole round. Everybody's playing as if they were one behind the other on the golf course. Oh yeah. So, yeah. You know, and you're keeping score, so you're seeing the score change up and down and things like that. I think it'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, that would be Because even cool. if you're not playing, you just be watching to see how other guys do, and that would be fun to watch too. You know, yeah. to see yeah, yeah. you know what somebody does, how they try to get out of a situation. Mm-hmm. If somebody you know hits a you know gets an eagle or something or whatever, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you could have a little announcer there on the side, mm-hmm. right, and highlights and stuff like that. Maybe right. even keep score too. So somebody with yeah. a beer cart. And stuff. And I'm... There you go. Yeah. Now, now, now I know it's going to happen. Yeah, there you go. It, it, the, I, I think that could be fun. I've always thought about that. And we, Kirk and I talked about that for like football too, that you could do that if you knew how to play it a little bit. I don't know how that lends it as well to um, like a, a regional tournament, but you could probably make it happen. But golf, yeah. I think that would really work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's a good idea. I think this has been awesome. Um, yeah, you know, this well, thanks, has been guys. very, very interesting, and, um, and a lot of, a lot of topics that we've covered. I think has been a great, great interview. One of our best, I think. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much. Um, I, I will go on record though and say there are a lot of really good APA guys out there that would give great, be great interviews. Yes. You probably know some of them, things like that. We have you know, like a list. Yeah. About, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but you are welcome to share with us, um, people, because there's so many. That's why we thought we could do this for a long time, you know, like interviewing different people because Absolutely. there's not so many of them, you know. So, um, and you know what? Of the of the APA podcasts, the ones I like best are the ones where they interview people. Mm-hmm. That Right? I mean, no, no offense. I like listening to you guys. I like listening to uh, John Aslan. Um, but... When they have guests on and they talk about subjects like this, it really piques my interest and makes me want to listen because you learn from it, right? You right, yeah, exactly. information from it. So. Well, we really appreciate you um, joining us, and um, I'm sure we'd like to kind of have you come back around you know, for different topics. You have so many different areas that you've <laughs> experienced, so, um, uh, you know, but hopefully the first of many. Yeah. Yes. All right, well, thank you very much for coming on, Ron. And, okay. um, and hopefully you'll stay safe and take care and, um, 
and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Well, thanks for having me again, guys. And I wish the same for you to be safe and uh, and well. Well, we'd like to thank Ron Emps for coming on the show today. I think it was a great interview. Uh, a little update. You know, Ron does the Toledo Glass City APA tournament, and he mentioned that uh, he had to make a decision about that, even though it's at the end of August. And uh, we just saw on Facebook that he um, regrets that he's going to have to cancel the tournament because of the pandemic. He cited reasons that um, even though it's three months away, uh, there's lots of things in the Toledo area that are canceled. And as we know, Rob Spatz had to cancel the Chicagoland tournament, which um, was scheduled for early early um, August. So mm-hmm. it seems like a prudent thing to do, um, you know, 40-plus people in a room. Um, you know, you don't know how things are going to go. So he says he's going to be on for next year, and the, the tournament is set for August 28th. 2021 which is something we might consider right Kurt right I think that I'm going to plan on going to that that I'm planning on it you know okay so um I will go to that I plan on going to Chicago um I'm going to go to the ones that are there if we get through all of this um I'm going to be there you know because I I want to support these people and plus we're making a lot of new friends and contacts and I'd like to see what they do so um that's my plan All right. Sounds good, man. All right. So um, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode. And as we like to try to say now when we call off, um, you know, keep rolling. Double Take is recorded using Audacity and CleanFeed. We use Fifine USB microphones and distribute through Anchor.fm. Theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at DoubleTakeCast, or email us at DoubleTakeFeedback at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.